0: This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm.
1: Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast, and I am super excited to be back with you all. I took a little unplanned break due to some illness, and uh, but I am back, and hopefully we will have a great episode, because I have missed hanging out with you guys. And I have a guest with me today to welcome...
0: Deacon John. That's me. I'm back.
1: We are going to be talking about Pentecost, because if you are listening to this anytime around June 5th, that is the Feast of Pentecost. As we get started look a little bit at what exactly is the Feast of Pentecost and why is it important? First of all, Luke uh, is the author of the Book of Acts, and that is where we find the explanation or the scriptural retelling of uh, Pentecost, and it begins in the second chapter, verse 1. Luke is reminding us that Jesus is sending the gift of the Holy Spirit. The apostles are waiting in the upper room. They are waiting, as they were instructed to do by Jesus himself at the ascension, to go back to Jerusalem and to wait until the Father sends the Spirit to you so that you will be able to do what it is I want you to do, which is to spread the gospel and the good news throughout all the earth. Very much ties in the Feast of Pentecost with the Jewish Feast of Pentecost. And the, the Jewish Feast of Pentecost was a celebration where the Jews remembered when the Torah was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. And Pentecost, both the original uh, of giving of the Torah on, to Moses on Mount Sinai, is a theophany, it's a manifestation of God. And at Pentecost, to the apostles in the New Testament, you know, it is again a theophany. There is a manifestation of God in the same manner, in the manner of driving wind, in the manner of a flame, right? All of this reminds us of what happened when Moses was given the the book of the law on Mount Sinai. Luke really ties Jesus and Moses together quite tightly. For Luke, Moses is a type, and Jesus is going to really show us how he is the fulfillment of all of the types of the Old Testament, and Luke does that very nicely. And so again, Pentecost is, in and of itself, an important date in the Christian world, but it was also an important date in the Jewish world, which is why all of the people were together in Jerusalem at the time. So now, to set the stage, uh, Deacon John is going to read just the first few verses uh, in chapter 2. So chapter 2, verses 1 to 4.
0: When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky... ...a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim.
1: You can see that, again, a noise, like a strong driving wind... fills the house and then there are these tongues as of fire that appear and rest on each of the people there after this what else happens at pentecost
0: well the apostles are um sent out to preach to all the people not just in the immediate area where they were but basically as as far as they could travel in the world at the time when the holy spirit uh came down In Jerusalem, there were people from all over. It's just showing us that that's what the Holy Spirit wanted them to do, was to proclaim the good news to everyone.
1: It's that reminder, isn't it, that Jesus did not come only for the Jewish people, but for all people.
0: Exactly right.
1: So when we think about this, what happens then is Peter is filled with this holy boldness. And he goes out, and he gives a great speech. He stands up with the other apostles, and he gives a great speech. Unfortunately, it doesn't go over very well, does it, in some ways?
0: It does not. People were listening to this and wondering if it really was the Holy Spirit or if people had too much wine to drink. Uh, A little uh, bit further here in in Acts, uh, Peter addresses the too much wine situation and says, these people are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning, but.
1: So we know that Peter and the apostles were not inebriated in any way, shape or form, except, except. it was that sober intoxication of the Holy Spirit. There's actually a book by Father Ranieri Cantalamessa Mesa called The Sober Intoxication of the Holy Spirit. And so they were intoxicated, but not with alcohol. They were intoxicated with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because now it was really the time to do that bold proclamation of the gospel. And Peter does. He tells the whole story and people come and turn away from their sin. They turn away from being unbelievers in Jesus to being believers. And so they become, at that very moment, because of Peter's boldness, they Are also filled with the Holy Spirit. They receive that gift of faith and they become Christian. I think that says a lot here to us. And for me, one of the things that it really says is that if we proclaim the truth, people are going to listen. They might initially think, okay, what is going on with that man? What is going on with that woman? But ultimately, if we speak the truth in love, people are going to pay attention and they're going to take notice and they may come and see that Jesus is there for them just as we believe he is there for us. What are some of the things that are associated with, um, with Pentecost, like some of the symbols of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit?
0: The, the color red comes to mind when we talk about Pentecost. Um, me being a deacon, serving at mass, um, it's probably the color that we wear the least uh, around the liturgical year. but Pentecost is a red color day. That's what our vestments are, because it signifies the fire that he has sent down to to comfort our hearts, right? to, to set us on fire. Uh, for us to proclaim his word to everybody.
1: So wait, is really, is the Holy Spirit coming to comfort us or convict us?
0: Uh, I'd like to think both.
1: I, I would agree. I think oftentimes we need a little bit of both, right? Because we can become complacent and we can forget that there is a call on our life. That yes, Jesus, of course, gave the disciples very important instructions, but by virtue of our baptism, those instructions to go out and preach to everyone and proclaim the good news applies to us just as much and I think sometimes we forget that
0: absolutely very definitely you know sometimes when I'm at um, I don't know a meeting or something and uh, they ask for an opening prayer, you know I always remember the first thing really is to to thank God to thank God for everything and what I generally include in my prayer is, you know, thanking Jesus for, for becoming man and saving us from our sins. But then I also thank the Holy Spirit for for guiding us in our daily life because that's what Jesus said. It says, I'm leaving. I'll see you later in the future, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit to to help you uh, remember how to live your life according to God's will.
1: I think that's so important. So Jesus has left us so many humongous gifts, right? He's He's left us the gift of himself in the Eucharist, his word, but also the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is ours just for calling on. All we have to do is come, come Holy Spirit. Say, come Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to be right there with us. Um, And I think that is so important. When we think about living not lukewarm, when we think about practical ways in which to live out our faith on a daily basis, I think if we called upon the Holy Spirit more frequently, that would be of a huge help to all of us in our spiritual walk. Absolutely huge help in our spiritual walk. We are going to have a not lukewarm challenge because that's what we always do, right? We have a not lukewarm challenge. So we we have two of them.
0: Two, not just one.
1: Two, so you could either choose or be super bold and... Both? D- wow. Do that both. You, we could do both. All right, so one, uh, Deacon John already mentioned, uh, he's going to be wearing red on Sunday. And I would urge, suggest that y'all wear red on Sunday as well. So wherever you go to church, um, wear red. I'm going to be wearing a red dress, so go ahead and wear red. Just as that visual reminder of that flame of the Holy Spirit. And the other thing is this, do something bold this week.
0: What do you mean bold, how bold?
1: You know that little thing that the Holy Spirit's been sort of poking at you to do, to make that phone call, reach out to that friend, invite someone for coffee. You you don't need to invite someone to a high mass or Eucharistic adoration or an ordination. Just invite them for coffee. Get to know them a little bit. And then you can invite them to pray with you, you know, depending on how well you know the person. So do that bold thing that the Holy Spirit has been inviting you to do. Consider this another little nudge from the Holy Spirit. Yes, I'm being very, very bold, very bold, um, because I haven't talked to y'all in so long. Do the bold thing that you've been holding back on. Do that this week and see how that feels. See how that feels when you exercise that Holy Spirit that is within you. Anything else you want to add, Deacon John?
0: Well, um, Pentecost is the birth of the church, the day the church was founded, so to speak, right?
1: In a manner of speaking, yes, yes.
0: How about being so bold as to like have a birthday party? For the church, or at least ask other people. Are you having a birthday party on Sunday? It is Pentecost, and they might stop. I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? Like, wait, the, the church was like born on a particular day. Well, this is the day, you know, where it, I guess, kind of officially began with with the coming down of the Holy Spirit. So it is the birthday. So I don't know you don't have to actually throw a party, but maybe just you know, it's part of a conversation with people. Hey, do you know it's the church's birthday?
1: Maybe we should throw a party. Yeah, all
0: three
1: of us. All all three of us?
0: Our, Our grandson will be here.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So look, there's another challenge. You could take one of those. So you can wear red to church. You can do something bold. Or you can have a birthday party for the church. Let us know which one you choose to do. And to close out our time, I'd like to pray my favorite Holy Spirit prayer. And I will, of course, drop this in the show notes so that you have it. And it goes like this, come divine spirit, rattle our cages, break into our locked houses, water our parched land, undo our bends and twistedness, awaken our hearts, help us to overflow with kindness and give us unending joy. Amen. Amen. Everyone be filled with holy boldness and don't forget to always live not lukewarm.
0: Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.